name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 298. That's right, 298. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with this show, I want to invite each and every one of you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. If you want to make fun of the trophy lists, on PlayStation Network, you can find me at Anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at pssisawesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share our show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments, rate our podcast as you see fit. Help us get us towards the top of the algorithm, if you may. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast, so if you prefer to watch us do the podcast, like when you're trying to go to bed, if, you got, if you're like me and you like to fall asleep watching YouTube videos, why don't you get us some streams over there and uh, go tune in on YouTube and watch the podcast. And uh, make sure you're subscribed because the more subscribers we have over there, the more YouTube gives it to other people who are maybe interested in gaming. So... If you're new or if you're a long-time listener, we have a Patreon. You can support our show for $1 a month. And the level is called the one and only $1 Club. It's the only tier that we have on our Patreon website. So if you want to be a patron and support our show, it does go a long ways. We appreciate it. Our goal is to get a lot of people just giving us a dollar, right? That, that's, that's, it's almost like a Ponzi scheme in a way. Anyways, it's not really. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is a sticker we will mail you if you sign up to that. And uh, we'll give you a shout-out also on the show. But, Jake, with that out of the way, how are you doing today? We're recording this on Sunday. We are a Wednesday podcast now, but we record usually a few days in advance. Um, I'm doing pretty – I'll say I'm doing adequate. It's mm. – the, the, the weather – is weird today it's it's it basically every 15 minutes has been going from sunny to overcast and raining like literally every 15 minutes and it's really fucking annoying because like i'll go like i was i would go outside thinking like oh okay i've got some stuff i've got to get done outside before winter things i've got to get squared away and uh it would just like I'm like, okay, it's sunny, so I go outside, I start doing something, then 20 minutes later, it's raining. It's like, okay, well, I'm not fucking standing out here in the rain when it's 50 degrees outside. Right. So, that, uh, that and, um, I don't know, the, the weather and everything, I, I, I like the fall <laughs> in terms of how it, like it, it, you start getting that like feeling where you want to be cozy. If that makes any sense, yeah. Um, but I'm still in the zone where I have a lot of stuff I need to do before I can give up on the let's just say the property maintenance aspect. Mm. Um, and so I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed because we're in that moment. We're in that part of the year where you still need to do things like mow the lawn and shit like that but it's raining a lot more the the it's not real like the sun is only up for like literally an hour after i get home from work so like 
it's getting harder and harder to have time to do that stuff. Uh, but other than that, um, feeling pretty good. I was worried. I got hit with a puck pretty bad on Friday, so I was kind of concerned. But uh, I was in a hockey game I was playing in. But ended up not being a problem. Otherwise, doing good. How about you? Yeah, thanks. I'm doing good. Uh, it was a busy week for me and the and the boys. We were bopping. We um we had two concerts. One of by land. I talked about it briefly on the show or uh, on the last week's episode. But got a new record coming out, Jake, and it feels good. This is the first band that I've been a part of that has had three full length records. And it feels nice to like step back and look at the merch table and see three full lengths, two t-shirt designs, and uh, although we only have one shirt left of the Panther design, but it's nice. You feel some vinyl records. You feel I'm feeling kind of accomplished with with that band right now. So we had a show Friday. Played with a band in Pittsburgh called Off with Their Heads, uh, and another band out of Seattle called Dead Bars. And our friends in a Pittsburgh band called Danvers had us, and uh, we we did open the night. Uh, Danvers orchestrated this set or this show, and um, actually sing backup vocals on a Danvers song on their latest record, but or a guest vocal spot. But so we were charged with kind of getting the crowd fired up and getting the the night rolling, which we were all fine with. We're just happy to be able to play a sold out show in Pittsburgh. So. It was a fun time, and we did bring our CDs, our new CDs. I know a lot of people don't buy CDs, but we did break our release date by offering CDs for sale at these two shows, and we sold a couple, so that's good. So it's kind of like a, uh, hey, thanks for coming out and supporting our band. You're at this really cool show, and then we played Saturday, and we did the same thing. And uh, Saturday was fun. We were at this like biker bar called Jacks Are Wild in Mercer. And we, we played and uh, we did very well. And everyone seemed to have a good time. Caught up with some old friends. There was this one guy who played in a band a long time ago named Outclassed. And uh, his name's Bill. And I, I literally hadn't seen Bill in like 15 years. We used to play shows together, my band and his band. But, like, he obviously quit playing shows. And, like, he's he's moved on in life. Um, but I'm still doing doing it, you know. And he showed up, and he was like, wow, dude, I haven't seen you in, like, 15 years. So it's, it's kind of cool. It was a good time to, to see everybody. And I had a nice weekend. I'm trying to think if anything else of significance has happened since the last show. And I really don't think there has been. Um, I went to Ollie's and I found some G.I. Joe His Tanks on sale for twelve ninety nine a piece. I picked up two of them. I think I picked up one as I picked up two a while back, but they still had them. And they retail for like 35 or 40 bucks on Walmart. So Ollie's just had this big toy buyout. So, I mean, I can't say no to buying a few G.I. Joe tanks. Um, but, yeah, nothing, nothing incredibly awesome going on. I'm working on a Zeppelin for my Cursed City board game because the main characters apparently are floating over this cursed city that's, uh, you know, they're trying to rid this city of Radikar, who's like this wolf vampire guy who's plagued the city and, like, 
as a as a board game, you're probably wondering like how are these guys getting into and out of the city. Well, the, the story goes that they have a zeppelin that's kind of like not good enough to get him out, but good enough to keep him afloat. And there's like this zeppelin flyer, this guy, and he's like the command c- commandeer of this zeppelin. So uh, it's it's you don't need a zeppelin for the board game, but I'm going totally in on uh, everything. So I'm 3D printing this fucking zeppelin. And it's coming along really well, and it's all finally pieced together. It took me about two and a half weeks to print all the little pieces for it. it took a long time. So I'm stoked that the Zeppelin is uh, is now pretty much all primed, and it's not assembled yet. you got to paint it and then assemble, and then, yeah. So that's that's kind of been my 3D printing gig for the last couple of weeks, just working on this really cool. It's actually a Goblin Zeppelin, but it's... It's uh, going to be converted for, like, the heroes for this for this game. So it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. But, yeah, nothing else is going on, man. And uh, I, I'm trying to think if there's – my guitar kept going out of tune on Saturday. And I don't know. I probably just need to get it, like, set up a little better. But I got the guitar for free a long time ago, so I'm surprised it's lasted this long. Um, but it, it did. It kept getting thrown out. I was using Ernie Ball. I think just regular Ernie Ball slinky strings on it. And uh, not my go-to guitar string, but it seemed to work okay. But when I was playing, it seemed to – it was getting thrown out of tune. And they weren't like brand-new strings. Like I had used them previously and had tuned them and stuff. But, yeah, man, it just – I don't know. Maybe it's time for a new electric guitar. I have that Epiphone Les Paul. I want to get different pickups in and have it – kind of rewired back up and set up and I might I might go that route next before I buy a new guitar I don't know yeah that's it man that was my week that was my weekend and uh oh I I was streaming a little bit um just before the show today and uh we'll get to that in a second but so so I guess what we're gonna do is talk about games we're playing I thought I thought that I was at the tail end of the cyberpunk phantom liberty dlc which i'm still playing and it's i have no no uh reservations or anything about this anything i said about it already my, my opinion has not changed it's still freaking fantastic i love it it's so good and i thought i was getting towards the tail end of the dlc so i i did stream a little bit today and one black talent tuned in, and he was sending me some questions and stuff. We'll get to uh, the one question he had. I didn't know the answer. Uh, I, I took a guess, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Dude, this game is so good. Like, if you don't know what to play, and you're out there and you're listening to this, and you're like, I, I can't afford a new game. The DLC is like 30 bucks, or maybe it's 39.99. I think it's 39.99. But if you already have Cyberpunk 2077, I am telling you, it is worth a play. Uh, it's 100% worth a play. It's really good. The app voice, everything's so fucking cool about it. Anyways, that's all I got. I'm, n- no, I'm not going to say anything else about it because it'll spoil the game. So it's just, it's good. That's all. Jake, what about you? Excuse me. That's a good game. Um, so... <laughs> I am obviously I still playing some uh, 
Starfield, whatever. Don't have to talk about that anymore. Um, but actually, I checked out Forza Motorsport, which is which came out last week, which is uh, Oops, sorry. Xbox's, let's say, answer to Gran Turismo. It's not quite as old as Gran Turismo, obviously. Um, mm. But I, I played it. And I, I, I played, like, the first, you know, intro series or whatever. Obviously, I played, like, the tutorial stuff and then, like, the intro, like, racing series that they have. Um, this game is basically just, like, a, I, I know people that are in the nitty-gritty of this or, or would take this the wrong way. From, from a layman's perspective, this game is a clone of Gran Turismo. And so um, I have no strong feelings one way or another. I think Gran Turismo is better. The AI is better. The way that the cars feel when you drive is better. Uh, the VR experience is way better than anything you could ever have on a flat screen. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing I will say, though, that um, – Forza has that I wish Gran Turismo had and Grant the Gran Turismo hardcore sim guys are going to be like that's fucking stupid I, I don't know why you would want that Forza has this rewind mechanic where like if you are you know sim racers are by design very unforgiving so like if you are in like a 20 minute race and you fuck up one turn and go flying off the track like or miss your braking marker or something like you, you just lost the whole race and you got to start all over. basically. Mm. And, uh, but Forza has this rewind mechanic where you can actually back up so far and continue where you left off, all right. uh, to kind of give it another shot, which is kind of cool, but I can understand why people might not want that. And you can actually, like, if you are in the higher difficulty modes, it turns that off. Okay. So it's only in like the lower difficulty modes that you have it. Um, the other thing that they have is they have this feature where the thing – and we lamented this on the show about how in Gran Turismo they always start you in last place, which is fucking annoying. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, because that's not how racing works. Um, there's qualifying and all that stuff to, to dictate your position and everything that they, they don't have for whatever reason. In Forza, you always start in the middle of the pack, but – you can buy you can by design just choose what grid position you want for the race and depending on which grid position you pick it gives you bonuses for like the xp and the results and stuff you get whenever you finish the race so if you start like let's say you want to start at like third you get like no bonuses right but if you want to start in fucking 20th you get like all this bonus xp and all this shit it's kind of a cool way to the do race. it so it it's I think it's really neat in that way, and they actually force you to do um, certain amount of practice laps and stuff before you start the race, mm. which I think is pretty neat. And it, and it so that it dictates so that it will actually inform you whether or not you have everything set up properly, and if you're you're going to be competitive. Basically, you start and you they're like you have to do three practice laps before you even do the race, and they have a target lap time. And if you don't hit that, you might not be competitive during the race. So it's kind of a neat little thing where it's like, okay, well, if I'm not hitting this, 
maybe I need to adjust something in my setup or adjust my difficulty level or whatever. Um, so I guess that's it about uh, Forza. It's it's cool. I, I, like I said, I mean, basically everything that I said is is I only played it for a couple hours, so it's not like it, I really have a lot of experience with it. Right. But so far, I generally think Gran Turismo is a better experience, but I can understand why people don't like all of the live servicey shit that Gran Turismo brought into play. But as a casual, I prefer the Gran Turismo experience. Yeah. Anyway, so the last thing is that. I just decided on a whim to uh, replay Alan Wake. That's not a whim. So, You've been talking about it so, for three weeks. Well, I haven't been, <laughs> I, 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 I've been saying for three weeks that I'm not going to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I so, got you. So I just decided that <laughs> I want to play it because it, I, it, I, it's short enough. And uh, so I started that. I'm about halfway through it. Man, I forgot how fucking awesome this game is. Yeah, it's, it's so good. So, it's so good. And I know some people complain about the combat. I think the combat is awesome. I think it feels dope whenever you, like, just... They do this, like, really great... The game has this really great tactile feedback when you, like, kill these taken with your revolver. It's so... I don't know I don't know how to describe it. It's very It's very crunchy feeling. I don't know. It's It's awesome. But I, I will say, the game's kind of hard. Yeah, so, it is. It's not. It's not easy. So they they do this thing that annoys the shit I out hear of you. me. I'm just gonna turn my and light on. Keep going. So I was uh, basically complaining a little bit um, to Sarah whenever because she's been watching me play it. And because the game has narration the whole time you're playing, because Alan Wake's like a writer, and it's he's like he's like doing his own voiceover for like it's a book or something. I I lo- so I love the episodic format. Yeah, where me it's like too. Previously on, and there's like all these like TV things, and it, it's it's so there's so much stuff about it that I forgot that makes it an awesome game. And the one thing that I will say is that if you're gonna play this game, don't expect to really understand what's going on. That's kind of part of the fun of it. Like, you don't fucking know what's going on when you're playing. I mean, you have you an idea. You don't know what's real, what's not. I mean, you do, but you don't. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> um, so, because I've played it multiple times and, like, listened to uh, analysis of the, the game and everything like that, and it's still tricky to follow. Um, but I think it's great, and I think what I'm going to do, though, is because I'm playing Alan Wake, I probably am going to end up playing Spider-Man before Alan Wake 2. Okay. Just because I I don't want to have the same experience I had with The Last of Us Part 2, where I played The Last of Us, then jumped straight into The Last of Us Part 2, yeah. and it kind of ruined it a little bit for me. I need that, like, I need uh. to, like, have a little bit of separation. Mm-hmm. So I think what I might do is uh, pick up Spider-Man this week, play through that, and then, especially since Alan Wake 2 is supposed to be longer, like 30, 40 hours, uh, I think I need to, like, give it some space before I jump back into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can respect that. But uh, the one thing that I do, I will say that I find quite annoying about Alan, the combat in Alan Wake is I hate that it seems like... 
60% of the time, whenever you encounter enemies, there's someone immediately behind you. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking, it's fucking annoying. Because it's like... And the other thing that I find... And this is part of the challenge of the game. The enemies all run way faster than you. And they don't get tired. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you run, like, 15 feet and you get tired. So you constantly have to, like, juggle your flashlight and your flashbangs and your flares and all this stuff to keep them kind of at bay. Yeah. And it's difficult whenever you get to an area where suddenly you're just surrounded. It's like, how do you run away? You can't. Mm -hmm. You almost need to, like, pop a flare and just, like, run through the enemy line. But then you get tired, and it's like, well, um, what do you do? I don't know. But I, and the other thing that I will say, just like the one other minor nitpick, it bugs me that the dodge is the same button as the run. Like, like we don't. Yeah, it's a weird like, why is why is circle confirm or like pick up objects or whatever? Like circle, in my opinion, should be the dodge button. And if you want to make L one run, okay, fine. But like. Let me use circle as the dodge button because that's what I'm used to in almost every other fucking game. So that's kind of annoying. But other than that, I think that the game is great. I love it. Now, to be fair, when you jump into this, even the remastered version, like the character models, animations and stuff, it is it does show its age. But it plays really well at 60 frames and the voice acting and the narration and everything is just storytelling. The Mm -hmm. overall experience is just top tier. So after the first hour or so, you kind of get over that like late 2000s, early 2010s kind of, you know, jank. Voice acting is great though, right? Yeah. It's really good. And so, um, yeah, I will say that Alan Wake, and I'm playing, to be fair, I'm playing the remastered version that we got for free on PS Plus a few months back. So, I highly advise everybody go, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's like, cross the board, got the PS This Is Awesome stamp of approval. Yeah, it does. So, it's good. I am, uh, I'm excited to, to get back to it and finish it up. I'm about halfway through it. Mm. So... I'm going to try and get it banged out before Spider-Man comes out on Friday because I want to get to Spider-Man right away so that I can try to get through Spider-Man so that I can get back to Alan Wake 2. Um, but yeah, that's that's my feeling at the moment. Those are the games that I've been playing. I think when it comes to playing, I don't know, it would be nice to play the same games with you. I really want to play it's... a Halloween game scary game this time of year i don't know but it's like when it's it's coming out literally like halloween day so like it's gonna be after halloween basically immediately so it's like one of those things where it's like is it just a time of year thing because i feel like it would probably be valid whether you play it the day it comes out or a week or two after it comes out so spider-man comes out the 20th and then yeah, Alan Wake comes out, comes out Friday, twenty seventh. It's the following, the follow, like nine days later, ten, or a week later, or something like that. Uh, so, I guess it really boils down to how you play games. Because I think, as far as Spider Man goes, if you just wanted to, 
my understanding is that the main story is like 15 or 20 hours and to like fucking platinum the game is like 30 or 35 hours that's not bad at all. so it's not like a super long playthrough that's kind of why i'm thinking about doing it first because if it's going to take me 40 35 40 hours to beat alan wake i mean that's kind of a trudge for a single player game yeah and i'm hoping it doesn't ruin the experience for me because that's one of the things i hated the most about the last of us part two yeah it was like 10 hours too long yeah and i think that it could be an issue especially when you're talking about a spooky game like i don't want a spooky game to be 40 hours long i want a spooky game to be like a tight 15 20 hours like a resident evil or something so because you get fatigued like why is alien isolation 30 hours long it's too long. It's too much. Mm. So I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about that, but we'll see how it see how it pans out with the reviews and stuff. But I, as of right now, I'm excited to play it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe we'll play Spider-Man together because, like, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, we're going to get it and play it. We'll just keep the spoilers at bay and just talk about the game maybe generally. Uh, interesting, man. Um but yeah, so that's I don't know. I got some thinking to do on that. I'm really excited for uh but they're both essentially single player story games, so I, I don't think I'll have an issue playing Spider Man. I I just hope that they don't do like tie ins from like other content. I mean obviously it's comic book related, right? But I hope that like they don't presume that I know shit about the Spider-Man universe. Like, just make it an all-inclusive. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. I played the first one. I can follow. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We did Miles Morales. That was good. Anyways, let's move on. Every show we talk about listener feedback. And what I want to say is we didn't have a whole lot of feedback. In fact, the only feedback that I'm aware of that we got came during my stream this morning. Or this before the show. So we're recording this on Sunday. And again, if you're a patron of the show, you can get early access to these podcasts. Typically, we don't promise it, but it is one of the perks of being a patron. So again, if you want early access to the show, you can sign up to Patreon, be a patron of the show for $1 a month, and you can write us and ask us questions on our patron, Patreon website. But if you don't want to, tune into a stream on YouTube like One Black Talent did, or go ahead and just shoot us a comment on one of our podcast episodes wherever you may want to one black talent asked how many bikes does jake have <laughs> and Is he talking about motorcycles yes. i assume so i told five it, five all right i guessed four i said you just got a cruiser recently so i didn't know how many bikes you actually had i guess four so i yeah i have I have a Suzuki DR650 Dual Sport. I have a Suzuki RM125 Dirt Bike. I have a Suzuki VL1500 Intruder, which is a big cruiser mm. that Sarah and I ride together. Then I have a Yamaha R3, like little sport bike, and then I just got a Kawasaki ZX6R, uh, like track only bike that I just got like a month or two ago. Mm. So um, yeah, I'm rolling deep in fucking motorcycles right now. Although they're all cheap, like I didn't, I don't have any motorcycles that are expensive, but I, 
um, I was talking to my dad about this recently. I was like, I've got too many motorcycles. I need to, like, I don't really want to get rid of them, but like, I should probably get rid of some. He's like, do you need the money or like, is like, is there any reason why? And I was like, not really. And he's like, then just keep them, which I thought was kind of weird that my dad was like, yeah, just fuck it. Advocating for your collection. So the only one that I'm like still like actively considering selling is my R3 because it's just kind of redundant because I only rode it on track anyway. But now that I have the ZX6, I don't really need the R3 anymore. Mm. Uh, but we'll see if I sell it. That it won't be till next year. We'll just have to see. It's it's yeah. kind of it's it's a neat little bike, but um, I don't know. But yeah, I like motorcycles. If you didn't know, I just. That's like what fucking most of my money gets spent on, well, if I'm being completely honest. One black talent knew, <laughs> and he wanted to know how many, how yeah. much do you like motorcycles? So, yeah, you like motorcycles five. <laughs> you have five. Yeah. Um, very good, man. Very good. But, yeah, when I stream, uh, I don't usually talk on the stream, and I was corresponding with one black talent through the, through the comments in the, in the live stream. And the reason is, is that my mic setup is, is really bad. I have this – I. I have this headset that has a mic on it, but then the the little volume thing is where the mic is. You know, on they have the mic thing on the cords. You click volume up, volume down, whatever. Apparently, that's where the mic is, and then the like the front half of the volume up, volume down thing somehow fell off. I, I don't know why. So then I used electric tape to wrap around the cord because I didn't want like the exposed wires, and uh, I apparently like muted my microphone somehow permanently by doing this so i have no way when i'm gaming with headphones to communicate and i don't like just like talking into my controller it's weird so i don't know i would like to have a nicer streaming setup because i i could see myself doing it for the listeners who are curious to like jump on and watch what i'm playing or like have like some real-time conversations with some of you guys but like I I also can't because YouTube saves those videos. So like, if my voice sounds like shit and someone stumbles on our channel and they see a live stream where my voice sounds sounds like it's a terrible recording, they're like, "Yeah, these guys aren't for real," and then they just won't check out our shit. So I'm communicating with people through the YouTube app through the text, and don't take offense, I guess, if I'm not talking to you. Uh, I don't even really do much commentary when I play live. I'm just playing. And uh, if you guys want to chime in right on there, you can. And then I will see it and uh, we can chat that way. But anyways, every show we talk about PlayStation news. This show will be no different. And we get most of our news stories from PushSquare.com. They're a great website. I don't even think they're based in the States I think they're based where? In the UK. UK? Yeah. It's a UK site. They do a really bang up job with their website and the news that they, they have. So if you ever wonder where we're getting our news, we don't break it. We don't find it ourselves. Usually we just go through and find the articles that look really interesting to us. And there's always a ton of articles. And then we kind of talk about them. But so today it's going to be a relatively shorter show. Probably I've got six news points I wanted to go over. And maybe Jake has one or two that he would like to bring up. But the first one is not PlayStation exclusive, but 
news that Microsoft apparently did close out the Activision Blizzard King deal. Did you? Is this accurate? Did this? Ha- I think it happened because this is the way the news article read. And with this merger, Bobby Kotick will remain the, the C- CEO of Activision Blizzard King until the close of 2023. And in a statement regarding the merger, uh, they write, For the millions of fans who love Activision Blizzard and King Games, we want you to know that today is a good day to play. You are the heart and soul of these franchises, and we are honored to have you as part of our community, whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile, you are welcome here and will remain welcome, even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchise. So, that's interesting. I don't buy it. I I do believe that everybody's welcome. But I also don't believe that the majority of these games moving forward are all going to be cross-platform meaning some of them are most likely going to be exclusive to Microsoft and Xbox and PC Jake? I think only Call of Duty has come out to say they've only come out and said Call of Duty will be cross-platform everything else could be exclusive Yeah, it also may not be though we don't know it also may not be it could very well be that I don't know, Diablo 5 is exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, could happen. But but what's going to be a problem, and I don't know anything about the specifics of the arrangement or whatever, but things like feature parity. Like, for example, it could be now that the best like the newest season or the newest update or the newest expansion of Diablo 3 or Diablo 4 comes out three months, six months on Xbox before it comes out on PlayStation. Or, right. you know, maybe map packs come for, for Overwatch come out early than they do on, on Xbox than they do on PlayStation. Now, I think, I'm not positive, I think... Call of Duty might have to maintain feature parity between everybody in order for their con- for the next 10 years, but I'm not positive on that. So, I don't know. Is this a big deal? Yes. Does it really – does it affect me? Not really. Mostly because I have both platforms, so if I need to, I could play. And to be honest with you, I've always enjoyed the Call of Duty campaigns – so one of the things that I think is kind of cool about this is that if they put all the Call of Duty games on X on Game Pass, I can go back and play all the campaigns that I missed, which is kind of neat. Because yeah. I'm not going to play any of the multiplayer. <clears throat> I, I, it's just not for me. But I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have a hard time feeling good about this. And I don't necessarily mean it as a PlayStation gamer so much as like a... a like one like like this to me is like like deals this big seem like they shouldn't happen but i don't you know but i i don't know i don't have any real strong feelings about it one way or the other anymore it's just it just i i don't know i just hate all the like 
branding and everything it's just it's just like welcome to the family and all this kind of shit and like i hate all of the like just bs like we don't care where you play blah 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 blah. and it's you know for a fucking fact that they're just angling for the most money possible they wouldn't be doing this if they, they didn't care yeah so and so if that if that means that they yank fucking overwatch from playstation you better believe they're gonna do that in two seconds so uh it, I, I don't know i just it's not so much the deal that bugs me so much as all the messaging surrounding it. All the bullshit they're weaving around it. Yeah, it's it's. I feel the same way, man. I I don't like it. I would literally. I I, I sorry to cut no, you off. But I would literally rather Phil Spence Phil Spencer come out and be like, "It's ours now, bitch. Fuck you," than have him be like, "We love everybody. Gamers are awesome." We're not going to do anything to harm the gamers, and yeah. then like literally six days later, be like, "Yeah, this is exclusive. That's exclusive. Oh, that's not exclusive, but maybe later it'll be exclusive." And like, I don't know. At least when Sony does it, they're just like, "It's exclusive" or "It's not exclusive." Like they historically they've said one way or another straight away what it's going to be. Well, like when yeah. when they bought Bungie, everyone was all worried, but they came out literally when they announced the deal and was like, Bungie will maintain their uh, cross-platform releasing. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, it's like when when they when he writes, whether you play an Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile, you're always you are welcome here and will remain welcome, even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchise. That's just them saying. If you want to keep playing on PlayStation 5, we're cool with that. You're still welcome to buy an Xbox. That's all they're fucking saying. They're not yeah. saying like you're going to be able to play their fucking games on your con- on the console of your choice. They're just saying you're still welcome here. We're not saying that we're we're closing the door on you. You're welcome to come over. Like we'll have you. Like that's all that fucking says. If you really it says whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile, you are welcome here and will remain welcome, even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchise. That doesn't say anything other than we're not going to stop you from buying an Xbox. <laughs> That's all that fucking means. But it sounds pretty, and it and it is. It's 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 worded very nicely, I guess from a PR standpoint. But yeah, they're just going to fucking troll. They. You know what's going to happen. And, and, and I don't even care. I am at the point, though, like, if we get to a point where there are games only available on Xbox, I'm going to have to make, not the Switch, but I'm going to have to make the move to pick up an Xbox. And I will. I mean, if I, if I, ha- and this is what they want. You know what I mean? This is why they're doing this. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, dude, the, the, honestly, like, the, the I, I will admit firsthand that the Xbox Series S for 300 bucks is such a steal for like like literally to have a series s in game pass for just the let's say three to five games a year that are on xbox that i want to play you know it's it's a steal yeah. And and I bet you could probably even find one secondhand or or during Black Friday or like they might have a Black Friday like I'm not even kidding they might have a Black Friday sale where a Series S is two hundred dollars. Yeah, they probably will. And if that's the case, just fucking buy it because yeah. as much as I'm you know I prefer to play on PlayStation. I love my PlayStation. I prefer the DualShock over the 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 Xbox controller. 
I, I hate the fucking Xbox uh, home screen and the, the way that all the ecosystem controls and everything drives me crazy. But for whatever it is, like, it's basically the same price as PS Plus. So, I don't know, $120 a year or something yeah. like that. Um, I have access to Game Pass and I can play, you know, all the Halo games. I could play Starfield. I could play fucking Forza Horizon. I could play whatever. And, and that's not including some of the third party games that come out on Xbox Game Pass that we don't get for free on PlayStation. Right. Like the third party stuff, like, uh, like I played Outriders because it came out on game pass i would have never played that game otherwise right but it came out on game pass and i had it so i played it and i loved it um i do think that that playstation plus extra is getting there with their with their variety and their inclusions Mm. the 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 leg the one minor major i guess leg up that microsoft has is just that they put all of their first party shit on there and Sony's not willing to do that. Right. So, um, but fortunately for me, I have enough disposable income that I can that I can make that decision. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this this is a crazy deal. It's like uh, this is this is much larger. This is like I want to say this is like four, three or four times larger than the next closest deal in video game history. Yeah. I think it was like when, uh, like Take Two bought Zynga or something like that. It was like eighteen or twenty million dollars or something, or billion dollars or something. Yeah, I don't know. So this is crazy, um, but I'm glad that it's done and we can stop fucking talking about it and everybody can just like get over it at this point. If I'm being honest with you, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I mean, I never thought the day would come where I'm like, man, maybe I will just get an Xbox. And it's not it's not my fanboyism. I just I don't want to have another console. Like, I don't want to have to pay for another yeah. subscription service. I don't want to have to worry about another controller breaking on me from another system. Or, like, I don't have to worry about, like, how do I hook both these up to my TV? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I have enough HDMI inputs. But it's just like, man... I just don't want the excess shit, but if I'm forced to do it because games that I want to play are only available there, I'm going to have to do it, you know? And this is this is, this is is Microsoft twisting everybody's arm a little bit, and I can just see them in the backfield behind the curtain with the Blues Traveler video where, like, you know, the handsome band is on stage playing, but in the back you have, like, Blues Traveler, all these old dudes who are, like, not visually, like, conventionally attractive – I can just see, like, you know, Kodak and, and company behind the curtain just being like, it's happening. Like, ah, you know, this is fucking working. It's, <laughs> it's going to, you know, you know, it's happening. And, like, they're giving us this dog and pony show on stage where, like, it's like everything's going to be fine. You know, you're welcome. You know, everybody's welcome and all this stuff. But in the backfield, you know, they've got this fucking atom bomb they're putting together. And it's like they there is more method to this madness than I think that we really have been able to comprehend. And I know I know that Game Pass does not make them money. I understand this. But if they can convert people, you know, if they can convert people, 
and they have the fucking games because they bought the companies that make the games. And Sony, you know, it, I'm not, not fucking talk about Naughty Dog again on an episode, but like, you know, S- Sony is very specific about what they're doing, and Sony's great, man. Their first party ga- games, I argue, not even arguably, I think are, are hands down proven to be where the fucking gaming's at. But like, you know, you get your Tomb Raiders, you get your Fallouts, you get your Diablos, you get your fucking whatever. You're, you know, and, and granted, they got their Starfield now, you know, we don't get that. So get these things and they, they start putting the wall up and they're saying, well, in order to play these, you got to come our way. Fuck, man, if you like video games, you know, I don't have I don't have an allegiance too strong that I that I can't go buy an Xbox. I just don't want to. And it's not because I'm allegiance. like I have my PlayStation controller. I got one sitting over here. I got one sitting here. DualShock 4s. I have three DualSense 5s. Like I love the controller. And I know the Xbox controllers have gone a long way, Jake. And I know you say you prefer, I think. Did you say you prefer the the Xbox controller over the PlayStation controller at this point? No, I just said that it. I I prefer the. If I'm being really picky, I prefer the DualShock Four over all controllers because I think that the 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 DualSense is too big in my opinion. Yeah, and but I don't like the 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 Xbox controller feels kind of. It feels a little chintzy to me compared to the dual sense. I will say though, so just two two quick comments. One is that the the Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. This is not even fucking. I'm not. This is not hyperbole. It lasts ten times longer than the dual sense. Yeah, it doesn't have all those battery life goes. All the extra it, shit to it. Yeah. So like that's kind of nice. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is that um, that Blues Traveler video is awesome. I think it's the song The Hook. I think yeah. is that song the video you're talking about. It's so fucking good. If anybody's – if you guys like music at all and you've never listened to that Blues Traveler album, the whole album is fucking awesome. Just go listen to They're it. a good band, man. Yeah, They're so good. That's a great title too for a song. Um, all right. Well, let's get to the next news Point. Now, this one is PlayStation uh, exclusive news. And this kind of came out of nowhere. But, you know, I'm good with it. I just, I don't know. I'm not going to buy it until I have to. But the PS5 Slim has been revealed and announced. And the console will launch November of 2023 in the U.S. and later to other countries. It's smaller. And there is an attachable disk drive which can be purchased separately. They say this version of the console is about a 30% reduction in size, and the panels are quartered, so the the snap-on covers are quartered rather than bisected, so there's four instead of two, and the digital version of the PS5 Slim will retail at $449 in the U.S., and the disc version will be retailing at $499.99, in the U.S. Now, Sony's aim is to not replace their current uh, SKUs of the console, which means when they sell out of the current PlayStation 5s, they're not going to replenish that stock. Like, those are done. 
and they're going to just move forward with the slim versions. So if you wanted a fat boy, you better go get one because uh, – and, and I did read that you're still going to be able to upgrade the SSD internally as you can with the current version. So the big overhaul is just the, uh, the digital version now has the option to attach a disk drive to it. And, Jake, I put a little picture on this news article. I don't know if you can see it, but it's actually pretty smart, and this is why they quartered the panels so that you can just pull off the panel and replace the panel for the CD, the disk drive. Um, what's really odd, though, about these new SKUs is that the horizontal stand will come with the console, but if you want to stand this bad boy upright for an additional twenty nine ninety nine. You have to purchase the vertical stand separately. I don't know, man. I think purchase it, and it's a weird stand. It's like this big metal ring thing that has a plastic thing. But the way that they're utilizing the, I don't. I'd be real curious to see how easy it is to attach this disc drive. It's a really cool idea. So essentially, I wonder. I don't know if they put a price on the disc drive though. Do you know if there's a price on the on the disc drive? I have the blog post open. Let me see here if I can. I mean, one would have. Yes. One... 80 bucks. Oh, so. So if you buy the digital and then you buy the disk drive, you're spending more than what it would cost just to buy the, phys- the, the disk drive version. I don't. Right. I mean, that's probably by design, though. I mean. Yeah. So here's the question. Do you think. Do you think. The disc version is the digital, but it just includes this stuff already mounted. Yeah, duh, definitely. So why don't you just buy a ton of the disc versions, pull the disc drives off and sell them for like $70? And then, you know what I mean? Like you could rip the system off that way. I mean, you wouldn't have the... You wouldn't have the replacement cover. You'd have to buy the blanking plate to cover, you know, what, what you removed, and then I I don't know. I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to make money doing to that. game the system that but way. <laughs> I will say, I will say that, dude, I I've got beef with whoever is fucking driving the visual design at Sony these days, because. Mm. While this console, this new slim console does, in my opinion, look better than the OG PS5. Yeah. They, they've they toned down the freaking, you know, that whole popped collar look that it had. Like, the, the, the fins and everything are smaller. It's, like, sleeker. I actually think that, like, the, the, the break in the side panels, like, adds kind of a design flair to it that I really like. Um, and there's like a bevel on the front that mm-hmm. I think makes it look kind of neat, um, but they had to go and ruin it with this fucking like silver ring of a vertical stand. Why? Like it literally doesn't fit the design aesthetic of this console at all. Like, just give me the fucking black plastic stand that I had before. What the hell? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they're they're. They're trying to make it look premium or something, but it ends up just looking stupid to me. <laughs> premium. 
Ah. Does it not look stupid to you? It looks stupid to me. To me, it looks like somebody literally, like, bought some fucking, uh, like, shower curtain ring or something, and it just, like, like retrofitted it onto their console to keep it from falling Yeah, over. it does look like a shower curtain ring. It looks like some sort of, like, oversized grommet. It's weird. It doesn't look good. If it would, if it was black metal, it would be sick. You know what I mean? It would. It would be better. Like even this here. Hold on, even this. I three D printed a base for that Zeppelin. This is the base. Something like this would look good. Just underneath. Just a a round plastic. Make it black. That's it. Make it black or white. We don't want this silver shit. I don't know. I don't know what they're smoking over there. It's freaking Sony's uh, uh, visual design department. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Now, what do you what do you think about the uh, the pricing? They increased the price of the digital edition, and they uh, maintained the same price for the disc edition. What the was US. the digital before? Four hundred. Oh Jesus. Well, they did add so, like, some compatibility. Like, if you're too. out there and you're looking for a PS5, buy an all-digital one if you can find it, because you're going to get it cheaper. In my opinion, I th- like this is. I thought it was four forty-nine. No, I mean they might have increased it recent. Like maybe they increased the price of it, but I thought they only increased the price of their consoles in other countries. I thought in the U.S. everything was still, it was it was. Uh, Four hundred and five hundred were the two prices. Uh, I don't. But, I um, really don't even know. Um, I will say that uh, this is not for me. Uh, I'm not going to buy one of these. I would consider like, like to me, it's just like I'll just wait a year mm. if I want to get a second one. Because I was thinking about this when I was playing Forza. I was like, man, it would be cool to have a driving wheel and a just like a place where I could have the wheel set up and a PS5 to play Gran Turismo um, that's not like the middle of my living room. Like have it permanently set up there or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe when the Slim comes out, maybe it'll be cheaper or something. And I could just do that. But now I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just wait until the Pro comes out, buy the Pro, and then use my OG PS5 for that. Or something like like this is not worth it for me. I like the way that it looks a lot better than the new than the old PS5, but not for five hundred dollars. Yeah. So now I have to imagine that when the Pro comes out, the price of this is going to drop. That's the other thing that makes you maybe want to wait a year. Well, thirty thirty percent. Who knows? Maybe the Pro come out and it'll be six hundred dollars. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty percent in size difference is significant. PS5 is a big boy, so thirty percent. I mean, that might look a lot better in your entertainment stand. Mm-hmm. Might be easier to pull out and dust once in a while. All right. Well, shit. Let's get on to the next one, Jake. The, um, this, all right. So we're on news point three. Sorry. I almost skipped ahead. The, uh, PS five has a feature where games are updated with their latest patches. And when it's in standby mode, if you, you can set it this way, you know, and you don't have to click the game to open the game to have it download. But this doesn't work for your entire game library, which is probably a good thing. And it doesn't work for all of the games you have installed. 
even. It only currently works for the games on your main home screen. So you had to have played them recently. Even if you have them installed, you must have played them recent enough that they're on your main kind of splash, home screen, whatever, on your cross-media bar, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know what it's called. But there's a rumor that there's now an update, some sort of hidden feature, which will permit you as the gamer to identify games in your game library that have new patches that you have not yet downloaded so that you can then plan to download them in advance before playing the game. So this has happened to me. This happens with me almost every week when we do the podcast because we do the audio and the video over Discord. But every time I boot up Discord, it's like downloading latest update, downloading latest update. And it's like this has happened when I've wanted to go back to a game that I already had installed on my system. For instance, like Metro... Metro Exodus, when I went to go play, I had had an itch to play it, and I just clicked it, and it was like downloading patch, and it was like a really big patch, and I had to sit there and wait. And I was like, this sucks. Why didn't it download it? Well, because even though I had it installed, it, it was in my game library, but it was in my installed game folder. But I hadn't played it in a while, so the so PlayStation didn't update the patch, probably because there's some logic behind this is that would be a ton of bandwidth for everybody. If, if you're one of those people that hoards all of your games and has them all installed like Jake hates, you would have like 50,000 downloads happening all, all the time because these games get patched frequently. And then if you're not that person and you only have so much room on your PlayStation 5, What's the point of downloading loading an additional 1.3 gig patch for a game that you haven't played in like six months, right? So, so to be able to know which ones have updated patches and control what it downloads, I don't know. I don't know how to access it. This is what I've read. It does seem that this whole system could be reworked a little better, though, by Sony. Jake, do you have an opinion on this? Uh. It should always – if you have a game installed, it should always update all your shit all the time. And if they're, like, trying to be cheeky about, like, oh, well, if you haven't played this game in a while, we don't want to blah, 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 fuck it. You shouldn't have that game installed in your goddamn console <laughs> if you're not playing it. So this is one of the most irritating things I can possibly imagine that – like there are many times where I've got I, I leave Destiny installed on my PS5 because every so often I want to jump in get and play the itch. for a bit or whatever, and inevitably every fucking time I go to launch it and it's like you need a 40 gig update to play this game, and it's like, bro, it's installed. Keep it fucking updated. I don't care that I haven't played it in six months. The whole point of keeping it installed. Is so, so that you that can it play it when updated. you want to. Yeah, right. Yeah, not not like if that was the case, I would just uninstall it when I don't want to play it. And I would just download the whole fucking thing, patch and all, whenever I want to play it. I don't want to have to wait eight hours to play this game because you didn't install this update. Ah, oh, jeez. I don't know. To me, it's just... It's just... So they could do this better than how, the, how they're currently handling it, right? Like, they could... Just leave it up to the user. Leave it up to the gamer to pick a selection. Like, do you... Like, three options. Don't download any patches ever. Download patches for all games currently installed. Or give the user to select manually what games they want patches to update for. Solved. 
It's that simple. Three options. Give us the option. Jake, you'll pick every game I have downloaded. Update the patch whenever it fucking comes out. I don't give a shit. Just update it. I don't think it should even give you the option. I'm, if I'm being like, I know that that might sound crotchety, but it's like because then there's like then there's like the possibility that like oh well I didn't have the right fucking setting turned on and now I, like now I have to wait two days to play my game. Well, then you I'm live and learn. Bandwidth, internet, or whatever. It's like just fucking update it. Like I like I my my only guess is that they're worried about people who have to pay for bandwidth right on their internet service right yeah but to me it's like that's on you bro like just it i can i'll, I'll meet you halfway and i would say that yes giving you the option of opting out of updates for certain games should be it should be an option for you but by default by default it should always update every game you have installed yeah i agree with that so but this is that that would be a way for sony to eat their cake wait to what what is it saying have your cake and eat it too yeah you can't eat it before you have it i said that backwards i've been saying shit backwards a lot lately Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Apparently, they rolled out something for the PS5 that you can know which ones need patches installed before you open them up. Anywho, I don't know how it works, so do your own research, listeners. Um, Next news point. This is the one I almost jumped to early. We're seeing a digital takeover, Jake. You knew this was going to happen. You're not a physical media person although i do like physical media our band is selling cds and we're selling them which is awesome i think people have a want for physical media anyways a contraire says best buy if you're a collector of blu-rays dvds you may want to get in sooner than you realize because best buy has announced they're doing away with physical blu-rays and dvds however after kind of being questioned and being addressed they did say that they have no plans to stop selling boxed video games so we're not quite there in the video game world yet i think there's just too much money in that in that whole i don't know that whole genre of entertainment what is your take on this jake do you think it's obviously it makes more sense for best buy they can downsize their big ass stores and they don't got to carry all those fucking you know racks and racks and racks of movies anymore but this makes me wonder are we going to see a huge best buy sale on movies and blu-rays soon probably well maybe not i don't know i imagine at some point they're going to want to cut over and they're going to have all that shit in a bargain bin Mm -hmm. but uh i i I don't know, man. I have a feeling that, like, they're not. If I, I guarantee noises, you, if if Sony or Microsoft could take the PR hit, they would tomorrow eliminate all physical games. Do you they think it's just a PR a hit that they they would have to? They take? don't make they don't make any money on them. Well, they make money on them, obviously, but they don't make nearly as much money as they do on the. On the uh, the 
digital versions. They've got to split it with shipping companies. They've got to split it with fucking retailers. They've got to split all this shit, and they they charge the same price for it. So if they if they could get away with cutting them out tomorrow, I believe wholeheartedly that they would do it. Mm. So I don't think that this has anything to do. Like the reason why we have physical games still has more to do with consumer feedback than it does with actual uh, money business. You know what businesses would want to do. I think what we have, I think what we have, is some very heavy lobbying from distributions, distribution centers, saying we need to keep our people's jobs. We're making tons of money because you're paying us tons of money to distribute your games to all these fucking stores. If you're not doing this anymore, then we're out of fuck ton of money. So. Let's just keep it rolling. So I wonder what the pricing echelon or, or the pricing cascade looks like from these big distributors that handle game distribution. Like, are they like cutting? Are they making less and less year after year because they have to keep lowering their price to make it affordable or make it still appetizing for these video game companies? You know, or are they raising their prices because shit's getting harder? I wonder. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd say that the retailers are making probably less and less money on these games, mm-hmm. and they're really only doing it for, like, GameStop has an incentive because of the used game market. But the other thing is, I think Sony. The the, the only other thing I could think of that would be, let's just talk specifically Sony here. The only thing I could think of that would be a reason why Sony would be interested in this, in keeping this alive at all, is because retailers. Like, let's say Spider-Man 2 comes out. Yeah. They've got a known quantity of how many they're going to sell based on how many retailers are going to buy. So regardless of whether or not the consumer buys one, you know, Walmart's going to come over and they're going to just right off the rip buy a million copies of Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. More than that. So it's like... You know that's that's the thing is that's like guaranteed income for Sony, even though it's at a slightly less price yeah. than by selling it digitally. So I get that part of it, but I don't know. I I think that it's one of those things where I don't begrudge people wanting to collect their physical games or whatever, um, even though you're just basically collecting plastic at this point because the games aren't hardly on the disc anymore. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's going away. So it's better, It's it, it would be better for you as a physical game enthusiast to uh, prepare yourself mentally for the future because I would not be shocked at all if in 2028, when the new consoles come out, they are digital only. All of them. So, dude, freaking Steam has, PC has been digital only for literally 15 years. Oh, nice. It's just consoles that are doing this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, if there's money to be made somewhere, until they're taking a loss on these, they're going to still do it. They are, though. They are taking a loss. That's the point. I don't know. I mean, they're making more money on digital than physical, but I think they're still making money on physical game sales. Well, sure. They're still making money, but if you're comparing how much they make versus digital versus physical, right? They're, they're, if, if, if someone's going to buy the game regardless, 
they're losing money if the person buys it physically. And when I say losing money, I don't mean they're selling it at a loss. I just mean they're they they're could have made money more. On the table. Right. They could have made more if that person had just only had the the digital option. Right. I don't know. It's but tricky. there there could be there could be business dynamics that I don't know or understand. But I don't see how they could ever even have parity in pricing, like in profit between physical and digital, just by sheer, uh, you know, fact that they've got distribution and retailers that have to be compensated. So it's not like the only reason why and the other reason I think why they are still doing it is because they still need retailers to sell the consoles. Oh yeah, if that's they didn't a need huge the retailers to sell the consoles, then why the hell would they even bother with the games, yeah. With the games, right? But I think that that Sony's kind of playing around with the idea of not even selling the consoles at retailers anymore because Think about like the PSVR two. It was only available for purchase from Sony's website, and it still is. While. And they're not selling the controllers independently yet either. Right. So like, it's entirely possible that when PlayStation Six comes around, that you will only be able to buy it online. Could you imagine having a PSVR two that has a broken, has one broken controller right now? That would suck. Yeah. Yeah, why why are there not replacement controllers for that system? Sorry, that's a whole nother discussion. We don't need to have that right now. Yeah. But it is ridiculous. Let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to the next one. We all know Spider-Man 2 is coming out very soon on the 20th. We are recording this, I believe, on the 15th. Is that today? Yeah, we're recording this on the 15th. And uh, Spider-Man 2 apparently... Uh, has has leaked all kinds of spoilers. So if you haven't gone dark yet on the game, turn off your reddits, turn off your your internet scrapers looking for a Spider-Man 2 shit. Turn off everything. Turn off your news, turn off your phone, turn off your fucking lights. Go dark. Go dark cuz it's out there. If you don't want this game ruined for you, uh, if you care about the fucking story, I guess, just uh, that's that's my word of warning. That's my news point. Jake, do you have anything else about this? Uh, yeah, hide your kids, hide your wife. You know, it's uh, it's just the same. We're just going to deal with this literally every major release forever from now on until, until they stop giving uh, – until they stop giving copies of games early to to reviewers and stuff, shit's gonna leak. Even if I mean, and, and even then, sometimes it leaks before that, like with the case of The Last of Us Part Two. So, in my opinion, it's like if you're interested in a game, just stay off of. I mean, to me, this is one of those things where like I don't go on Twitter. And the only video game stuff that I look at are, like, reputable news websites that wouldn't post spoilers anyway. Right. So, like, I I literally have never had a problem with this. But I can understand maybe, like, if you follow some shit people that are just posting spoilers and stuff. Well, the Harry Potter shit, dude. Yeah, like, I don't don't really understand – 
like in my opinion, you're following or or uh, you, you're in the wrong circles if this stuff appears to you. Like, unless somehow the algorithm is just feeding you spoilers for a game. Oh man, could you Which imagine? Is possible. Could you imagine because... if the algorithm was trying to like fuck up your your yeah. shit that way? Oh man. But it's like you get advertisements fo- that are like, like spoilers. It, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure that this gets a little bit hairy when you talk about things like uh, like forums or Discord servers or things like that, where people just kind of post shit willy nilly. Mm. But uh, and you can just kind of see it. But um, I don't know. I think I think if you're really excited about something, if it really means that much to you, you just gotta tune out. Yeah. If like re- like a month before release. Yep. I haven't watched a but, Spider-Man uh, 2 trailer I don't know. in forever, man. Because I, yeah, I know since that, I'm going to buy it. Basically, since that uh, showcase they did, I haven't watched anything. Yep. A long time ago. Like, the one where they pretty much showed that, like, it wasn't going to be two-player. Like, that trailer. Or that showcase. Yeah. Like no, I think they've yeah. shown more shit since then, but I haven't seen any of it. All right, well, let's get on to the final, final, final news point. This is the final countdown. This is news point number six for PS is Awesome, episode 298. And this is interesting in for its own reasons, but, like, it's it's always why I check the PlayStation blog. Underrated, PlayStation.blog, I think is what it is. And uh, there's a deep dive into the inside development of the access controller on the PlayStation blog. And it's really uh, an interesting video. It's about nine and a half minutes long. There are subtitles. Some of the people that talk about it do not speak English. But I suggest the listeners check it out if you're at all interested because it seems like they had a lot of barriers. And they were talking like these – hardware developers would like sit down and they thought that like they would have great ideas and they would show up with their idea and somebody with with an incapacity or a learning curve or disability or a need for a controller to help them game would just like one by one shoot down these great i what they thought to be great ideas and why these things wouldn't work. So, and they were like, man, like it was like these people talking like, man, this was like really eye opening. Like, like we went to the source for, for the demographic of folks who were trying to make a controller for, and we took our best builders and our best designers and all these people. And we, we, we thought we had all these great ideas and we kept coming back to the boardroom and they were just shutting, you know, you're looking around and you're like, well, that's a really good idea. And then like, boom, got shut down. Like, this is why this doesn't work. And it's like, oh shit, you're right. You know? So it was like really cool to hear the amount of effort and the amount of love that they put into making this controller. Is it late to the game? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Xbox had one a while back, Jake, we talked about this, but it's nice to see that Sony has put, put the work in, and uh, the access controller, I believe, is available now, and it's it's it looks like a spaceship to me. Like I don't even understand it, 
but I, it's not for me. So I think it's great that they're doing this. But if you want to watch that video, it's only nine and a half minutes long. And maybe I'm maybe I'm kind of running with it a little more than what they actually said. I'm paraphrasing. But the, but the gist of that video, parts of it were like, yeah, we, we thought we knew, but we had no idea, what, you know, how to do this. So we figured it out. And it's cool. You know, it shows a lot of humility, a little bit of humility, a little bit of modestness, some humbleness, um, all, all the qualities that I think we as people just need to have. You know what I mean? You kind of check your ego at the door and just be open to other input. You know what I mean? Sometimes we get so caught up in our own bullshit that we don't, we can't hear other people. So I thought it was cool, man. Nice little video. Anything on that, Jake? No, I haven't. I I haven't watched it, but I did uh, pull it up, and I was reading a little bit in that blog post. And um, I we've talked about this kind of ad nauseum at this point, but I think that this is an amazing program. And I the more the more people that can play games, the better. And uh, I think that Sony has been doing a really good job over the last so many years of doing software accessibility options mm-hmm. like i know that like the last of us part two was uh was really lauded for its accessibility options and the software front but now to pair that and like all of their games have have a lot of accessibility options i think even god of war had a lot of shit and everything but now to be able to pair that with a controller for people who physically can't play games the way that the rest of us do I think that that's really cool. I love the idea of being able to just customize the shit out of this thing to be able to play however you want, to be able to use multiple <coughs> controllers at the same time to mm-hmm. for a single input or or like it's just like they really it seems like they really are making it so that you can almost do whatever you want to make a controller. Yeah. And for this console and that's really neat. And I would love – I hope that at some point – I don't know if they would want to do this because maybe it might be seen as a little bit um, – and maybe it not, might not be seen in the right way. But I would love to see like a video maybe a year from now that's like some case studies on how this controller was used by certain individuals. Because I have to imagine that it's going to be used in some pretty interesting ways. Uh, yeah. And I would love to see how gamers are able to use this to overcome the physical hurdles of gaming. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't think about because it's all oh, you're just sitting on your couch playing a fucking game. Well, some people can't do that. Right. And so I think that this is a really neat thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's really cool. And I think it's also cool not to piggyback off that, but it's just another thought I have where you're saying that is like, the ability of eye tracking and what that means for gaming is kind of cool also if they can get yeah. it get it to a point where it becomes even more functional than just like in the v excuse me the vr headset well every show jake we go over the new games and we did pull this list and uh this is a list of the new games coming we're getting into the thickest shit with october and uh, this is exciting. There's some, some good games here. So uh, the 16th, Monday of October, SpongeBob, The Cosmic Shake, 
Tuesday the 17th. We're getting a Boy and His Blob Retro Collection. We're getting Ape Escape Academy, IQ Final, Skull Island Rise of Kong, Sonic Superstars, Soul Calibur Broken Destiny, which I think people will be stoked on, Tekken 6, which I think Jake is going to be meh about, but still kind of secretly excited about, uh, the Caligula Effect 2, and Wizard with a Gun. October 18th, which will be Wednesday, Hellboy, Web of Word, Kona 2, Broom, I didn't know they were making a Kona 2 game, Slender, The Arrival, Thursday the 19th, Agatha Christie, Murder on the Orient Express, Animal Hospital, Endless Dungeon, Gargoyles Remastered, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Turbocharged, Inescapable, No Rules, No Rescue, The Seventh Guest VR is coming to PSVR 2 on Thursday, and then The Gap on PS5. And Friday, the big one, October 20th, Marvel Spider-Man 2 will be dropping on PS5, Tennis on Court on PSVR 2, and Warm Snow, which is a really terrible title because all I think about is yellow snow when they say warm snow. I don't know why, but uh, that's what my brain does when I hear the title Warm Snow. But yeah, so that's about it for the new games coming out. Jake, anything there that strikes your fancy outside of Marvel Spider-Man? So I'm super happy that Spider-Man is only a PS5 game, and it's not backwards compatible. It's not like a PS4 game as well, Mm -hmm. because hopefully that means this game is going to be a truly next-gen experience. But... You'd mentioned Tekken 6. That's an old game. Oh, so I don't know if this is a port because Tekken 8 is a new one that's coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know if this is like a port. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of interesting. But um, yeah, obviously uh, Spider-Man is going to be the one that everybody's excited about. Basically, I don't, I don't honestly even know why anybody else is even releasing a game this week. Yeah. On PlayStation. Seventh Guest <laughs> VR looks like it could be good. That's the that's like the old school adventure game, right? That they're porting mm-hmm. forward. I don't know if it's a porter. Yeah. It might just be they've remade it for VR. Could be. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But yeah. uh, that's neat. Well, dude, I really got to take a leak. So can we close this out pretty quick? I got, I got yeah, that's fine. nothing to say at the end of the show. So usually we go on sometimes talking about shit. Uh, sometimes we don't. But I don't have anything else to add except I'm excited for Spider-Man. I'm excited for Alan Wake 2. I had a nice little weekend with some gigs. If you guys want to pre-order the One Up My Land record, vinyl, or CD, or digital, or whatever, go to oneupmyland.bandcamp.com. And uh, make sure you subscribe to this show, too. That's that's the important one. But if you like the rock and roll music, we got that going on. All right, Jake, are you good? You got any last wishes for – have it? Yeah, we'll talk to our listeners one more time before Halloween. Yep. No, I'm good. All right, cool. So, like Game Dev Story, Ghost Runner, and Genshin Impact. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.